1420 WBSM presents Ray Lance of the USA Wealth Group. It's time to get your finances in order. MoneyWise starts now. Good Sunday morning, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome once again to MoneyWise. This is a show where every week it's brought to you by USA Wealth Group. We have a very special guest. Actually, we have two very special guests with us this morning that I'm going to introduce in a couple of minutes. But I'd like to start first this morning by a quotation from Horace Mann, a very famous educator from Massachusetts. Um, there are insurance companies named after him now. But he gave a commencement address at Antioch College on March 29, 1915. And this is what he said. Be ashamed to die until you have won some victory for humanity. And I read this quote and I thought, that's kind of an interesting message today because I think people tend to often accept what they're doing. They don't have goals. They don't have ambitions. They don't think about what else they might like to do. So I like that idea, and especially in these difficult times. So I'd like to begin this morning by introducing our new social media director and coordinator and vice president or you know, you can pick a title, uh, Brianna Wood. Good morning, Brianna. Good morning. Thank you for having me. And um, no need to be embarrassed. Brianna has not done this before. But the interesting thing is that along the steps of her short career, because she's, uh, she's not that old yet, she's still a very young woman, but she served as an intern at the Chamber of Commerce. What was it called then, Brianna? Do you remember what it was called? It was the South Coast Chamber back then. South Coast Chamber back then, okay. And then most importantly, we have a gentleman with us this morning uh, who's very well known in New Bedford and very distinguished. Um, I can use that word. Sure, yeah, uh, at least somebody is. Yes, of course. <laughs> well, I'd like to introduce um, counselor at large, Mr. Ian Abreu and give you a little bit of background. But first, I'd like to say good Sunday morning, Ian. Good Sunday morning to you, Ray. Good Sunday morning to you, Brianna. Thank you for the opportunity to be here. And um, so uh, Ian Abreu is a counselor at large. He was first elected in 2015. I actually did some work in his first campaign, which was kind of fun. And he has since been uh, reelected to the city council in 2017. And in 2017, was that the last election you had? No, our last election was 2019. Okay, so in 2017, um, you had the second highest vote total in the councilor at large race. And then in 2019, let's see, you finished in a first place citywide vote for councilor at large? I topped the bill. That's phenomenal. Well, I, I work hard. I try my best. I know so. you work hard. Yeah, and you know it. <laughs> yes. Well, I didn't realize. So uh, you really have elevated your position, but to be uh, finishing first place in a citywide race as counselor at large, that's a great achievement. And so congratulations on that. Thank you. Now, I have sort of an old um, background of information about you mm -hmm. because you were on the show once before. And so this says that uh, you're married to your lovely wife, uh, Samantha, and you had one daughter. Uh, is it Adria? Very well, yes, Adria. Good a job. Adria. Um, 
But you now have a new addition in your family, I believe. That's right. And it's clear that my biography on the City of New Bedford website has to be updated, and I'll take care of that. But yes, uh, my wife, Samantha, and I welcomed our second child, our son, Hunter Ian Abreu, on June 26th. It was two Fridays ago, so we're very happy. We're blessed. Uh, We have two wonderful children at home that are healthy. Uh, They make a lot of noise. They make a lot of mess, both of them. Oh, yeah. But uh, But thank the good Lord, though, everyone is healthy and well. Yep. Well, that's great, and congratulations to thank you uh, both you and your wife, and uh, that's fun. They, kids change your life. I have the pleasure right now of having, let's see, five grandchildren, and they are an absolute joy. I'll show you a little video afterwards. I wish Beautiful. I could display it on the radio, but I can't quite do that yet. <laughs> so Ian graduated in um, from New Bedford High School in 2004. He attended Bridgewater State College, or State University, I should say. Uh, He received a Bachelor of Arts degree in Communication Studies in 2009. And you also hold a number of other certificates, like uh, you have a Certificate of Completion from the Connecticut School of Broadcasting and Media. That's interesting. Yeah, I uh, I had done that uh, my senior year of uh, of high school. I would go to high school for a normal school day, and then after school for the evening, I would commute to Wellesley, uh, you know, uh, up in Mass, um, uh, pretty deep from New Bedford. Uh, I would go three nights a week uh, wow. uh, for a few months, and so I got my certificate of completion from there as well. I wanted to be a big radio star like you, Ray, but uh, um, one day maybe I can work up to that. Well, we try. We've been doing this now for about eight years. The number the one rated weekend show on WBSM. Yes, we are. See, I do my homework. Good. No, I appreciate that. You know, something interesting about your background is similar to my own. Um, after I received my law degree from Boston College, I, a couple of years later, I decided that I really enjoyed taxes. And for a little over a year, year and a half, I communicated, uh, commuted two times a week to Boston University School of Law and received a Master of Laws in Taxation. So if you have the drive and the ambition and you want to do something, you can do it. Sure. And by the way, my wife, uh, attorney Tenny Lance, she graduated from law school at about the age of 52. I just told you that earlier today, Brianna. Mm -hmm. It's never too late. It's never too late. And she did that while she was working in a full-time job. And she would do her studies at night and work until 11 o'clock at night, get up at 5 o'clock in the morning. Four years in a row she did that to get her law degree. That's great. So if you want to do it badly enough, you can do it. Well, today we're going to be talking about the Chamber of Commerce. Um, Now, are you still currently manager of business development and small business engagement, or do you have a different function, Ian? Uh, that's correct. That's still my title. Um, uh, but we're pretty much all the jack of all trades at, at the chamber, as Brianna knows all too well as she was our intern. Uh, I do everything from, uh, obviously, uh, membership recruitment, retention, um, engagement of the small business community, everything from that to taking the garbage out. We do everything at the chamber. So uh, it's uh, we have a lot of fun, though. We do some good work. It's like what we do here. Yeah. We put some new landscaping in recently, so people are taking turns going outside and watering the landscaping to make sure it doesn't die in the heat. And Absolutely. So now, is your telephone at work still 508-979-1455? That's City Hall. That's the City Council office, yes. Oh, okay. that's the city uh, office. For the One South Coast Chamber, you can call us at 508-999-5231. Three one, 
or you can always call me direct. Uh, and my direct cell, no secretary, no administrative assistant. It's me when you call, and I'm proud of that. Okay. My direct line is 508 496 Four three three five. So folks can call me about city affairs, obviously, and, and I'm available twenty four seven. Or chamber business. I'm happy to help as well. Good. Well, that's that's good to know, and we'll repeat those numbers as we go along in the show today. Well, I, I feel both uh, pleased and proud to have you here today, Ian. Um, you do great work in the city as a councilor at large. Uh, you've got an excellent reputation. And um, I commend you for everything that you do. It's it's phenomenal. Well, I just try my best. Thank you. And uh, you brought up a point earlier that uh, you had helped me out and gave me some advice when I first started out in the political realm. And I haven't forgotten that because you were one of a handful who actually stuck your neck out and uh, supported me and, and endorsed me and gave me advice. And I do appreciate that because when you get elected a couple of times, you find out you get a lot of friends, right? Yes. But, uh, uh, and uh, I'm grateful for all the support I have, but it's certainly um, humbling to remember the folks who were with you from the beginning when you were a political nobody, I guess, is the best way to put it. I've always, well, you've been a political nobody back then. Yeah. Um, I've always been a political nobody and prefer to keep it that way. Well, you've worked on campaigns. Yeah, I worked in uh, Barney Frank's campaign when he ran for Congress. I worked on Jerry Studs' campaign when he first ran for Congress and mm-hmm. got elected. Yep. Um, I worked on Ron Pina's campaign when he ran for district attorney, and also before that when he ran his very first campaign for state representative. Wow. Uh, I was his campaign manager way back then. You're an old dog. You're a seasoned an political animal. A good description, isn't it, Brianna? <laughs> it is. You're a political animal. But the most fun campaign that I worked on was when uh, Michael Dukakis ran for president. Okay, yeah. And Tenny and I both worked on his finance committee. Oh, wow. And unfortunately, we were on the stage with about 100 people when he gave his concession speech when he lost the presidential election. Wow. That was a tough night. It was. A couple of things. I mean, the tank, Willie Horton, a couple of things killed him. The tank certainly killed him. Yeah, and Willie Horton. Yeah, yeah Willie Horton. And uh, and uh, Bush ran a strong campaign. He had Lee Atwater as his campaign manager. Yep. Lee Atwater was a political bruiser. They were playing hardball. So Well, lately, um, my role has been much diminished when it comes to politics. <laughs> I'm a contributor more than anything else. But, I don't blame you. But it's always been fun. Yeah. Um, so let's talk about the chamber. Uh, first of all, the big news with the chamber is that it has a brand new name. Yeah, uh, we're now the One South Coast Chamber. Um, we were uh, formerly the New Bedford Area Chamber of Commerce. Then we rebranded to the South Coast Chamber to better reflect our catchment area, which is the entire South Coast. And then all of 2019, um, our board of directors from both the former Fall River Bristol County Chamber and the New Bedford slash South Coast Chamber. I know it gets confusing, but mm-hmm. it'll all be, make more sense very quickly. They were having conversations about a potential integration or a merger um, and how we can combine resources, create a stronger, uh, more united voice for the entire region. So um, throughout a whole year of dialogue, looking at finances, looking at how the staffing models would be. Looking at how uh, events would shake out, looking at how uh, membership initiatives would be brought out to the community, sure. it was decided by both board of directors to go forward with a, a formal vote. And I'm I'm giving you the very extreme cliff notes of the whole thing, but we only have uh, you know not that much time on the show today, so. Um, 
uh, the board of directors for both voted in the affirmative, uh, effectively for the merger in the fall of 2019. Then from the fall of 2019, all the way through the beginning of 2020, we were now figuring out how to get make it all come together. Mm-hmm. The financials, set a budget, figure out the staffing, everything else. So that's kind of how it all played out. Um, and we have two offices. We have the New Bedford office on Union Street, which I'm out of. But we also have the Fall River office, which I have an office there as well. It's a great thing because, you know, I'm a New Bedford guy, as everybody knows, and that's, uh, you know, that's my uh, my wheelhouse. But it's good to get into Fall River and Swansea and Somerset and Westport and Dighton and Rehoboth and get to meet other people, other business leaders, find out their concerns. And um, I'm a big proponent of regionalism no matter what anyway, so I feel a a strong Swansea, a strong Westport is a strong New Bedford and vice versa, especially when you're uh, lobbying from a public policy standpoint, uh, going on Beacon Hill, talking about matters that affect the business community, going down to Capitol Hill, lobbying uh, our congressional delegation. So uh, these are all important things. Of course, we were at full octane. We were rearing ahead. We had nice events. We were doing all these wonderful initiatives and COVID hit, yes. as it hit all of us. Changed everybody's life. And that's where we're, and so we've been doing a lot of, as Brianna knows, we've been doing a lot of uh, Zoom events and uh, uh, networking connectivity through uh, electronic communication, uh, professional development workshops and seminars through that way. We're going to start easing back, though, into the in-person events very shortly. Good. I was going to ask you about some of the scheduling of that because we've done events before. We've been a sponsor for... Uh, the business after hours uh, in the past. We haven't done that for a couple of years. And Brianna was just asking me about that, whether we'd like to do that. I said, sure, as soon as we're able to do that. Yeah, so uh, we're working on that now. Um, So what we're looking at is potentially uh, in August and right around or before um, the Labor Day weekend, we'll start doing some uh, networking and connectivity events, probably outdoors, Mm -hmm. like uh, at a facility where there is um, an outdoor patio or uh, in a park or in a public square. We'll obviously have to keep the ratios down and have hand sanitizer out and encourage the masks. Um, What some organizations are doing that have events, I think we're going to do is we're going to put out stickers at the entrance when you come in and um, green, red, and yellow stickers. So if it's a green sticker, that means that um, I'm okay with handshaking. That means I'm okay with if you want to give me a hug or whatever. Mm -hmm. A yellow sticker means you can come talk to me, but we're not shaking hands or anything like that. Or Then there will be a red sticker, which you can take. That means, hey, look. I'm not comfortable. I want to keep my space. So uh, we want to make sure people that do come are comfortable, but they can still network. It's the new normal, I guess. Well, what I'm most pleased to hear about, too, is the merger between the Fall River and New Bedford Chambers. Um, You know, teamwork is such an important concept. We practice it here in our own office. Uh, There's a gentleman named Brian Tracy who once said, teamwork is so important that it is virtually impossible for you to reach the heights of your capabilities or make the money that you want without becoming very good at it. The same thing is true with uh, membership. We're pleased here that we've been a member of the Chamber of Commerce for, gosh, a long time, 15, 20 years, I would say, anyway. I think you go back to when Christ was a child, I think. Well, you know, I might personally. <laughs> you never know. <laughs> you guys have been long-standing members of, uh, of the Chamber, and we appreciate that. You've always been there for us. Yeah, Jim Mathis was there a long time ago. And I remember him being there. 
Well, I want to say one really important plug for the uh, One South Coast Chamber. If you're not a member, you should be a member. If you have uh, information you'd like to get about how to become a member, give Ian a call, give the office a call. And uh, the number that you'd want to call is 508-999-5231. And say, I'm interested in becoming a member. We'll take care of you. Recruitment is a very important part of what you do, I would think. Yeah. uh, What's good is that uh, by membership counts, we are the second largest chamber in the state. We have 1,500 members. We have more members in the Boston Chamber of Commerce, believe it or not. Wow. Now, they have a bigger operating budget than us. They've got major players up there that do major sponsorships, Gillette, the Red Sox, all these. But... We're proud of our membership because you know what? We, we we represent the little guys, right? 95 plus percent of our members are within that 1 to 5 or 5 to 24 employee range. Mm. And that's right where we want to be. Mm. We want to be your voice because the big boys and girls, sure, will accept their membership and we want to be engaged with them and we'll help them. But they have a little more resources than the small guys do. We want to make sure that we're being their conduit. We're here to help them. Well, anytime I've ever gone to a networking event, it's been a lot of fun. You bring a bunch of business cards with you. You go around and introduce yourself to people. And it's amazing the resources that we have in our community. It really is. It is. And if you look at our membership directory, and you can get it right on our website, onesouthcoast.com, or you can also get uh, a physical directory from our office. But anyway, uh, you look at our membership, it's very eclectic. We have all different kinds of industries, different walks of life. You can come into a chamber networking event, and you're going to walk away with 40, 50 different business cards, hopefully some leads, but people who really buy into the mantra of supporting local. Mm -hmm. And procuring local and hiring local, that's the key. Um, it, it's, it's very serendipitous when you think about how it all plays out. And you know, and new members, they come to a chamber event right off the beginning, and it's their first networking event. And it may be a little daunting for them. They don't know who to meet, mm-hmm. where to go. But I think, as you all know, uh, we're a very inclusive group. And I, I've yet to see uh, an individual who's a new member come to an event, leave a chamber event, that first event, and leave upset or feeling awkward or not welcomed. Or most importantly, being impressed. Exactly. We need them impressed. And they will, and they are. Um, our goal is for you to get leads, to build your book of business, um, and to help you get more money uh, in your pocket, whether it's through business to business, business to consumer. Mm-hmm. You could be both business to business and business to consumer. That's fine, too. We'll help you. Well, I'm, I'm uh, very pleased to have uh, our conference today with City Councilor Ian Abreu, the highest vote getter on the Councilor at Large Races in New Bedford. And that's a great accomplishment. So, Brianna, when you and I were talking about having Ian on the radio again, because it's been a little while since you've been with us, um, she said, well, what would we talk about? And I said, well, I'm just going to ask Ian where he was born, and then I won't have to say anything <laughs> else it. for the rest of the show. That's it. We'll, we'll, we'll tie it all up, brother. <laughs> oh, boy. No, but it's, it's good. My reputation precedes me, huh? No, you're just a very articulate guy, which is a lot of fun. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> Thank you. And Thank you, can, you. And you can take a joke. Oh, yes. Theodore Roosevelt once said, believe you can, and you're halfway there. Interesting. He had some great things um, to say. Um, So I would like to talk a little bit about um, some of the things that we have been discussing the last month or so, Ian. We've been talking a lot about different federal programs that are available, like the PPP program. 
which, by the way, has been extended now for small businesses who want to submit an application for a PPP loan yep. until August 8th. Originally, they cut it off on June 30th, but now it's August 8th. Or the EIDL loan, Economic Injury Disaster Loan, uh, that's another source of funding. But I want you to know, and I want you folks at the chamber to know, let everybody else that you work with, how very valuable your newsletter is that comes out. And a lot of the material that I've used on the radio show in the yep. past few weeks, talking about some of these federal aid programs that are available, have come directly from material printed in the One South Coast Chamber. It's called The Voice of Business, your newsletter that you do. It's been excellent. Yeah, thank you, uh, and that and that's a testament to uh, Jen Lorenzo, who's our uh, communications manager. She puts that newsletter together. It's about us being a conduit, about mm-hmm. us sharing that information, getting it out there. And you're right, we held a lot of workshops, whether it was with the SBA or the MSBDC, talking to folks about the EIDL, the PPP, how they can make themselves privy to that and how we can help them. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, our our members are doing better right now, thanks to our help, uh, who needed that service than if we didn't provide that. Because mm-hmm. a lot of them don't know much about SBA or PPP. Think about these scary things. They're complicated. Well, yeah. And good God almighty, I hope we never see anything like this again in our lifetimes or our children or grandchildren. So uh, no one knew how to handle this. And I, I tell people, listen, uh, there was no playbook on how to figure this out. If no, there wa- absolutely not. If there was, we would have figured we would have been implementing it. Mm-hmm. So uh, it was trial and error. There were some mistakes along the way. Fair enough, mea culpa, whether it was local or state or federal. But we learn from those mistakes. We pivot and we move on. Yeah, there have been two organizations in particular that we've relied upon very heavily for information that has been absolutely right on. One is Bay Coast Bank, yep. where we do a lot of our banking. And the newsletters and the materials they put out have been outstanding. And then the One South Coast Chamber newsletter, uh, I'm looking at one right now. It's dated July 9th. And I'm intrigued by this one because it's talking about a virtual networking series. And it shows a person wearing boxer shorts and it's coat and tie. And it says, no pants, no shoes, no problem. So it's kind of a scary thought when you think about that one. <laughs> well, yeah. that's that's kind of the way it is with these virtual networking events. You're from the diaphragm up. You never get to see what's below. And that right. that might be a good thing if you're at home, right? <laughs> yep. Well, in any event, um, there's lots of good information. If you're not yet a member of the Chamber of Commerce, you certainly ought to be. And um, we don't we pay a fee annually to belong, but it is very affordable. Mm-hmm. We constantly we'll look at the entire membership directory you get a membership directory when you join that lists every single member of the chamber of commerce and that's now both fall river and new bedford regions right so you've you've essentially with the merger you've doubled your chance for exposure and Mm -hmm. and networking and a lot of things we can do for you we can print out mailing labels for you right so say you know brianna and ray you wanted to do a mass mail to our members right no problem we'll run that for you so there's a lot of those things that we do that's an important uh, issue because we we've done that before so you can't just go and buy a mailing list correct. and then use it whenever you want to correct but you can get mailing labels and then you can pr- send it out now do you have to pre-approve the materials that's being sent out to the chamber list we do uh you know 99% of the time it's no problem uh we just obviously um 
that's unfortunate, but you know, we never would want to uh, just say, yeah, sure, here are the labels and something gets sent off and it's inappropriate or offensive to someone. So we have to, you know, quote unquote, sign off on it. It's, it's not a, a cumbersome project, though, at all. Mm-hmm. So um, that's a good process because if you've got 1,500 members, and yeah. think about this, ladies and gentlemen, if you've got 1,500 members and you're in business and you want to reach out to 1,500 members and tell them what you do in your business, um, then um, you can use their label program. You can show the materials that you want to send out. Uh, you'll pay the small fee for the labels. It's a small fee, and uh, there's even a greater fee for them if you're not a member. So it really is worth it to be a member. Think about it. If you do a blast to 1,500 different businesses, and say out of the 1,500, say 15 or 20 of them uh, reach back to you, and those are leads for business, it was already well worth it. And I'm lowballing, but mm-hmm. think about it in those terms. Sure. Well, um, Brianna does a lot of work with. Uh, Facebook and Twitter and what are some of the other names that I don't know how to use? Instagram, (laughs) LinkedIn. And so we're doing a lot with social media right now. And um, as opposed to doing regular uh, labels and mailing something out to somebody, is there a program where you could have a virtual campaign and link that into a membership mailing in some fashion? I'm, I'm asking a question I don't know the answer to. Yeah, we could. Uh, w- we always try to find creative ways to give benefits to our members. Um, we have our policies and our rules, for lack of a better term, of how we uh, conduct business, but we're always open to um, to new ideas, new initiatives, um, rewriting some things to try to figure out to get values for everybody. What's important, and that's it's a good point a question you asked because every single member there's a different value proposition Mm -hmm. your needs are different than bay coast bank it's different than um joe shoeshine parlor right everyone has a different need as to why they join the chamber we're not a lifeline for somebody we shouldn't be and we always say if you're struggling right now i don't want your last three hundred dollars to join we're not a lifeline, and I wouldn't want you to last $300. What we are is a tool in your tool belt, mm-hmm. and we're going to help you just kind of get it over the goal line. If you're at the five-yard line, we're going to help you punch it in. If you're at your own one-yard line right now, business-wise, we're happy to help, but there are other people uh, that we should bring into the fold as well, whether it's the E4L folks to give you some mentorship, the MSBDC, the New Bedford EDC, and we're dovetailed in with all these folks. Right. Um, and it creates a great little synergy, if you will, um, because we got individuals who will help you get started, individuals who can help you with financing and, and micro lending. And then you have us, the people who are going to help you network, build your book of business, professionally develop, meet people, get your cards out, get your name out there, market yourself. Uh, help with your public relations. So all of that stuff um, really helps the business community. And uh, we've been around uh, since the 1830s, so we're doing something right. I didn't realize that. We've been around. We used to be the New Bedford Board of Trade. Oh, okay. So you trace your roots back quite a long ways. Quite a long way, yeah. Mm. But uh, yeah, we've got a, we've got history for sure. I want to give you another quotation about teamwork because what we do in our office here. Uh, Lance Law, Inc., which is attorney Tenny Lance and attorney Mike Coleman, they do a lot of work helping people prepare necessary documents for their families, wills, trusts, powers of attorney, health care proxies. They do a lot of work in the area of 
helping protect people's assets from nursing homes if there's concern about doing that and sheltering those things. And give them a call anytime, 508-998-8800. But we function as a team. On the other end of the building, USA Wealth Group helps people with retirement planning and financial needs. And my son, Peter, has got full securities licenses, so he can do those kinds of things. But we cover family needs from one end to the other, and we work as a team of about 12 people in this office. So I want to give you an interesting quote that I came across about teamwork, because I thought this was a really interesting little story. This is a gentleman named Alex Ferguson. He said, I'm going to tell you the story about the geese which fly 5,000 miles from Canada to France. They fly in V formation, but the second ones don't fly. They're the subs for the first one, and then the second ones take over when the first one gets tired. So it's teamwork. I thought, what an interesting image to think about geese flying 5,000 miles. Mm -hmm. But they fly in formation, and they fly as a team, so they can do what they need to do. Do you like that story, Brianna? I do, yeah. I thought that was a cute little story. I've heard that before, about them working in teams. Yeah. Let's talk about a little... um, more difficult subject, which is more of a city-related issue, uh, Ian. We're talking sure. with Councilor at Large Ian Abreu, who also works for the uh, One South Coast Chamber of Commerce. Um, I have very recent indicators of how well Massachusetts has been doing with the coronavirus. Yep. Yep. We're doing the things that we need to do in this state. So, for example, on Wednesday, July 8th, that's just a short while ago, new cases in Massachusetts were uh, 162 and deaths reported were 30. And when you look at what's happening in Florida and Arizona and Texas and other places, they're fully engaged again in having this virus spread. So my my encouragement to everybody listening today is just most important thing you can do is wear your mask when you go into stores, when you go into public places, period. We've done a good job in Massachusetts. Yeah. Wear your mask, uh, be clean, be hygienic, um, wash your hands, or if you don't have access to a sink right away, have hand sanitizer on you. It's important stuff. Um, try to wipe down your groceries, or if you buy something out, get those Lysol wipes. I know they're they're like gold right now trying to find them, but mm-hmm. try to get some uh, and, and wipe down your products. Very important. I also uh, watch CBS News every morning, and I saw just very recently, within the last week, that there are 10 cities or towns in Massachusetts where there's going to be a lot more focus on doing COVID-19 testing. Um, And they sort of rank them, and some of them are Lawrence and Lowell and Fall River. New Bedford is about number eight on the list, but there's about 10 cities and towns where the state is going to concentrate greater effort on doing testing for people. So I think that's helpful and important. But we're doing the things we need to do in Massachusetts. How has that kind of a thing impacted the uh, city council? Or are you meeting virtually or are you meeting in person, the city council? No, we're meeting virtually uh, through Zoom, which is interesting. We have an old archaic rule that if uh, you want to have your meetings done remotely, you actually have to physically go in to vote to do that. Hmm. So we had to go in back in April 9th, I believe it was, to go in to the chamber to vote to leave the chamber. Okay. Crazy. We'll have to revisit that at some point. Yeah. But um, all of our meetings, whether it's been the full council, our committee meetings, have all been through Zoom. Um, and they've been fine. Uh, we're still conducting the city business. Um, 
we don't have a budget yet here in the city of New Bedford uh, because of we don't know what the state's going to give us. Mm-hmm. And we don't know what the feds are going to give the state to give to us. So we have no idea. It's all very fluid. So what we're going to do, uh, what we have done for this uh, beginning of the new fiscal year, which we're just in, is um, create a couple of one budgets month by month. Okay, sure. So we've already set that up already. We just took care of July and did some transfers, did some things we had to do, and we took care of business. We think we'll set a budget probably by the fall um, for the rest of the fiscal year. But until we know what we're going to get for Chapter 70, Chapter 90, it goes on and on. Sure. How can you set a budget if we know what we're going to get? Now, you're not in the school department, but uh, right now we're in stage three of reopening as far as the governor's office is concerned. And I've seen some of the plans announced for the fall for school in terms of having more classes online and remotely, but also having desks distance further apart, children over a certain age wearing masks. But there's still a lot of detail to work out on that, isn't there? Well, there is. And here's the problem. Parents need to go back to work, mm-hmm. um, and and that's and that's the issue. I, I think that's a big concern because, um, as a parent, I see and my constituents who are parents, they see these floated out ideas about one week on, one week off, or maybe one week you're there three days and you go home for two for e learning, or the next week you go to in for two days and then the next three you pivot back to e learning and vice versa. Um, that doesn't fly for employers. I know that might sound cruel and callous, but it, it is work. It is what it is. Yeah. Ray, you have a business to run, and you need people here to perform tasks. And anywhere else, whether you work in retail, restaurant, office settings, and I get it. I get it. You know, this is an industry. It's a business. So how does that all play out? Um, so do we shutter businesses down because kids have to be home and parents have to stay with those kids? If we shutter businesses down, is there going to be more lending opportunities for businesses to keep you afloat? Or do we give parents now additional stipends for staying home? I, it's just very confusing. I support getting kids back into the classroom as long as they have their masks on, they have, they're socially distant, they have hand sanitizer setups. Kids need to be engaged with one another. My daughter has been home since March. She needs that peer-to-peer stimulation, okay? She needs it. She needs to be engaged with her teacher, teaching her lessons. She needs gym. She needs art. She needs music. She needs left and right brain working together. Absolutely. Um, What I think we could do in schools is um, have the parents pack a few masks, take mask breaks. Say the the school day starts around 8. At 8 in my daughter's school, 10 o'clock, they go outside or they go into the gym or the cafeteria. They distance out. Maybe they put down a mat or something, take off the mask for 20 minutes. Maybe Get some air. I don't know. I'm thinking of ideas. Yeah. Maybe there needs to be a need also for the school department to think about reaching out and asking for more parent volunteers who are not working. It's a good point. Who could come in and spend some time with the kids. So in our office, um, one of the key workers on the law firm side with attorney Tenny Lance um, there was a woman, an employee, who just returned to work on uh, July 6th, Monday, July 6th. And, and the reason was because she had no babysitting help at home. Wow. And she's got a two-year-old. Yep. And she previously had her mother being her main babysitter, but her mother had to go in and help out with the father's business. Mm-hmm. And so she had to give up the babysitting duties. There's no place for a daycare center to bring 
the two-year-old too. Yep. And maybe you wouldn't want to if you did because you wouldn't know what the conditions were. You'd be afraid about having them contracted. If you think about it, we've had decades of building this intricate economic system yep. where you've got people to take care of kids, you've got schools they can go to during the daytime and be educated but also be being provided for. What about the school lunch programs? Well, I, I, yeah, that's a great point. And another point is we're at a point in society now where um, vavu and vavo and grandma and grandpa, sure. they're working still. Yep. You're at a point in your life where you're still working. Yep. So you're not home to watch those kids. My mother, my stepfather, both still work. Right. They're in their 60s, but that's not old. They're working. My in-laws, who live right next door to us, the next street behind us, they're both working full-time. It's not like back in the old days where you could retire, the old days in quotation, where you could retire at a somewhat decent age and be home on Social Security or whatever and watch those grandbabies. Right. It's not like that anymore. Yeah. No, it's, it's much different. We've had a lot of uh, people come in into the office asking about retirement. We're reevaluating everybody's retirement income plans right now. And by the way, if you have a need for that, give us a call at 508-998-8858 because we show people how to better manage their resources. We're doing more work now with reverse mortgages. Yeah, You got equity in your house, but you don't have enough retirement income. Maybe you need to do a reverse mortgage. Maybe you're not gonna go back to work because you're too old or too afraid. But when you have a whole system that's so integrated and suddenly you turn it off like a switch, how do you, how do you reconnect it and how do you put it all back together? Mm. Here's another good example. Brianna and I were talking about numbers and statistics right now. So as of July 31st, the moratorium on residential evictions ends. And Congress is talking about maybe the House will extend this, maybe the Senate will do that. Um, maybe they will, maybe they won't, we'll keep watching that. There was an article in the Boston Globe just a couple of weeks ago that said the housing court has estimated that if they don't do anything further for extension, at the end of July, they expect to have 20,000 eviction cases filed in just the housing court in Boston alone. And how do you solve this problem? So if you have people who are unemployed, maybe they're not collecting as much unemployment compensation as they should, or maybe they've lost their job entirely, and they're not going to go back to work, how do they pay their rent? And what's going to happen when the plus 600 runs out at the end of this month? That's the end of this month also. Yeah. So anybody who hasn't gone back to work, um, I have a, a gentleman in the city who runs a small restaurant right on County Street, mm-hmm. well-known place, breakfast and lunch. Sure. And I spoke to him two days ago, and I asked him, uh, Dylan's is the name. I, I know the family very yeah. well. I put a big sign there every campaign. Uh-huh. He's a great guy. He's Some of the best meatloaf in all of New Bedford. Yeah. If you like meatloaf, or meat pie and all that. Good. I, don't get me on food, okay, Ray? Sorry. <laughs> Andrew and Louise are both terrific people. They but are. In any event, I said, are you, are you open again? Are you back to work? And he said, no, I've got people that don't want to come back to work because they're making the extra $600 on top of their unemployment compensation. Well, I've heard that a lot, but yeah. if, if, if they're trying to strong arm you with that, you have to call unemployment insurance and let them know because yep, our Treasury do. Secretary Stephen Munjan already said, you can't do that. Nope. If you're back up and running and you offer someone's job back and they say, no, I'm making more on the system, you have to call because they get cut off. You have to go back to work. Well, if they don't make any further changes or extensions on that, that program is just about to expire. Um, As this show goes to broadcast, it's just a very matter of a few days before that's going to happen. And then 
Are you going to get your job back because you chose not to go back? Right. Are you going to have a job at all to go back to? But come right. back to the landlord thing for just a minute. Yeah. Think about that as a social issue, yeah. even in New Bedford and greater New Bedford and Fall River and so forth that you serve uh, with a chamber. Um, so let's say that Congress says, oh, my gosh, or the state says, we have to give a further extension. These poor people can't pay their rent. What does that do for the landlords? Now the landlords don't have rental income income in, in, and you can't pay your property tax bill. They can't pay their taxes. They can't pay their mortgage. Bingo. Yeah. So how do you end this dilemma? How do you put it all back together? Yeah. It's uh it's a scary thing for sure and um I have a lot of friends who own multifamily units here in New Bedford, and and you do too as well, uh, Ray, in the South Coast, and uh, they're scared. They're, they're, they're very frightened right now about what's going to happen to their rental properties and their income pro. These are income-generating properties for these folks, and uh, it's, a, it's a big problem. It's a right. big issue. Well, money is a tough issue. This is a quotation from Eleanor Roosevelt. She said, he who loses money loses much. He who loses a friend loses much more. He who loses faith loses all. So she was a great lady, and I always enjoyed having her uh, quotations. So we have to think about what's going to happen to the employers if they can't get their employees to go back to work. Or is their business down so much that they're not going to have the resources to help pay for their uh, employees? A quick reminder, again, that it's still possible to put in an application if you're a small business for PPP funds, which will help you pay employees. And they've extended the time period now over which you can spread out that money. And then part of that money is forgivable, uh, up to 75% of it if it's used for employee costs uh, can be forgiven. So there's a lot of good programs still out there. Um, if you want information, you should certainly get in touch with the Chamber of Commerce. They've got great stuff on their newsletters. Uh, 508-999-5231 or you can give a call to the law firm here to attorney Tenny Lance at 508-998-8800 and you can call USA Wealth Group at 508-998-8858 ladies and gentlemen there's a lot of great resources out there there's a lot of really dedicated people out there that can help and um, when you go back to work and we can no longer have to do virtual uh, your chamber events, when you go to them, you can't do it no pants. You have to wear pants. You have to wear your pants, sure, absolutely. Please, for the love of God. <laughs> I mean, people, you know, I mean, just think. Uh, I'm not going to put the image in your head, but. No, please don't. But, but I, I need to have pants on, okay? We'll leave it at that, all right? For the, for, for the sake of everyone's eyesight, okay? Let, let's, let, let's, let's, let's be honest here. <laughs> the one thing that continues to impress me, because I've been working on some. Uh, local projects and things like that is the quality and the talent that we have uh, and the experience that we have in this community. Everything Mm -hmm. from architects and engineers and surveyors and just a lot of talented people. I had a chance recently to meet people from uh, Fernandes Masonry. Yeah. And wow, the projects they're working on, a school in Westport and buildings in New Bedford. Um, They did a project up in Franklin, I think, recently, a a large project. They're a 
big operation. Uh, Victor's fantastic. Yep, and uh, look at what he's done for the Noah Foundation and his yep. family. And I'm a proud supporter of that initiative. And as many businesses and um, elected officials are. But yeah, gr- great people for sure. And we do have a lot of talent here. Um, I like to say about New Bedford and the South Coast, it's it's all here and all near, right? So yes. everything is here. And that's why we established a Young Professionals Network here at the Chamber back in 2012. Wow, well, I'm dating myself already, but... Yeah, what's the age limit on that? Well, it's... Listen, we say young or young at heart, okay, Ray? So even you can show up to our events. <laughs> I think I'll ask Peter to go. <laughs> sure, or Brianna, obviously. Or Brianna. But, um, but what happened is that we had had a board retreat earlier that year, and what came of that board retreat was there was a lot of brain drain from young professionals from UMass Dartmouth, BCC, Bridgewater State that were graduating from school, mm-hmm. and they were leaving. Sure. They were going to Boston, Providence, Newport, New York, wherever. We said, well, Jeepers Crow, let's keep them here. Let's retain them here. The opportunities are here. So we built we built up that peer-to-peer networking, peer-to-peer development program and network, and it's, it's played out pretty well, of course. COVID gave it a backseat, but we'll be resuming that programming once we uh, get back to full throttle. Did you ever hear Vince Lombardi? Of course. Famous. Green Bay Packers coach. Yeah, famous football coach. Uh, he had a lot of great quotations as well. I'd like to give one from him. The man on top of the mountain didn't fall there. Think about the image of that. you got to climb. Yeah, yeah to that's true. And you got to pitch in, and you got to find new ways to support yourself and new ways to cut your budget. And the, uh, you know, briefly back to the tenant situation uh, with a moratorium on evictions, it doesn't mean that your rent is forgiven. Uh, so you shouldn't be spending all that money someplace else. When the moratorium ends, you should be planning to pay your rent. Or spending it on fireworks. Oh. Please, no, no fireworks. No, no fireworks. <laughs> and that, that can be a problem also. But uh, lots and lots of uh, great information uh, this morning regarding the chamber. I I have to say, um, the more I look into the chamber, the more I read the newsletters, the first thing I do after I print it is I circle about six things that have further links to check on. And then I do a nice delegation and I hand it to Brianna. And what do you do, Brianna? I am tasked to go in and click on each link and then print those papers. And do your homework. (laughs) Yeah. And research it and say, is this something we should be doing? But this is a time when you have to be thinking about how do you survive, but how do you do something better? Yeah. And um, Well, you're lucky you've got someone like Brianna who knows uh, the chamber business intimately and can... uh, uh, can explain some things, and you know she knows I'm a text away, so I can always yeah. help out, and it's good stuff. It's good Thank to have you. a Brianna in your pocket around here when it comes to chamber stuff. I'll tell you that. Yep, Thank it you. is. And we're we're learning daily. She's learning more about what I do and how to work with me. And um, poor thing, she I'm hasn't kidding. she hasn't learned about my finger snapping yet. It's okay. No, no I don't really do that. Do oh, I? good. I would never do that. No, you're a good guy, Ray. No matter what they say, you're you're a good guy. Okay. So I I have a a funny quotation I'd like to give you. I shouldn't announce it, but it's from Catherine Hepburn. If you're given a choice between money and sex appeal, take the money. As you get older, the money will become your sex appeal. That's Mm. a good one. I like like that. that. Yeah. (laughs) I like that. I like that. She was a terrific lady. Um, Never married, but had an interesting life. So... um, we're all anxious to get back together again. We're all anxious to go to chamber events. 
Mm. And um, we've talked about doing some outdoor events even outside our building on Fonts Corner Road. Sure. Uh, we're very friendly and cordial with the building next door, uh, Mac Electric. Uh, they do phenomenal work. And give them a little plug as well. They they do do great work. They actually do our um, our uh, our electrical and lighting for the Chowder Fest. Oh, good. So oh, I didn't yeah. Know that. So I gave them an additional plug because if you go to the Chowder Fest, all the lighting mm-hmm. they do all that. Good, excellent. Yeah. Um, they just put some new lighting on the exterior of their building. We're going to have them put exterior lighting in our building as well. Oh, nice. But I've often thought that we could do a nice outdoor event, put a massive tent in between the two buildings in case of bad weather and do an event outside here. So we may still do that. We'll have uh, Brianna organize that for us. Well, um, we've got a few more things I'd like to talk about. Um, So you mentioned as far as the city is concerned, you're right now working on like a month-to-month budget because you don't really you're not really able to forecast what you might have for state aid and state reimbursement. We have no idea. Yeah, so we're just essentially just trying to keep the lights on in the city, making sure that uh, our police and fire department and uh, emergency management folks are getting paid, which they obviously are. They have their contracts. They're getting paid. We're making sure that our street lights are still on, potholes are still getting filled, um, our parks are being still maintained and manicured, and our beaches are being looked over by lifeguards here in the summer months months and um, the public safety is not being jeopardized at all so I hope no one is worried about that we're we're still very secure we're still very safe and um, if you have an issue in your neighborhood if you've got a huge crack in your sidewalk or you've got a diseased tree uh, in front of your home that's ready to topple over on top of your house we're still going to take care of that stuff for you our DPI folks will go there they'll cut that thing down and you'll be safe and sound so Call me, again, 508-496-4335. I'll take care of all those problems for you. Um, when we talk about waiting for state aid, that's for some of the stuff like schools and okay. major infrastructure problems uh, and initiatives. Um, like, um, for example, well, we're filling potholes and we're doing patchwork, but, you know, say uh, repaving all of certain streets and blocks. Mm-hmm. We've done some of that through capital improvement uh, bonding, Um, but some other stuff uh, could have been um, added into the thread if we had an actual budget, but we can't do that right now. Mm -hmm. But that's okay, because we're doing the best we can given the situation we're in. Mm -hmm. And um, I have a question. We're talking with a a, a counselor-at-large, Ian Abreu, um, who's the highest vote-getter for a counselor-at-large position in the last race. Now, when you serve as counselor-at-large, this is a stupid question that I probably should know the answer to, but I don't. Do you also serve on certain committees in the, in the council? Yeah. So um, we have committees called Committees of the Whole, which mm-hmm. are like finance okay. appointments and briefings where we yep. interview and vet out appointments by the mayor for like certain boards and commissions. The Ordinance Committee is a Committee of the Whole. Uh, the Public Safety Committee, and there's a whole bunch of other committees like uh, Memorials and Dedications, which I'm the chairman of. Mm-hmm. I'm the vice chairman of our special COVID-19 Business uh, Reopening Committee. Oh, that's good to know. So I'm the vice chairman of that, which I'm happy about. I was the chairman for three years of our Cannabis Committee here mm-hmm. in the city, so helping establish an ordinance for recreational cannabis and um, uh, developing the, the licensing agreements, overseeing the host agreements, negotiating those deals, getting those deals done proud of that four deals done for dispensaries one deal done for uh, grow cultivation mm-hmm. um so 
there's a lot of committees that we have. Um, there's so many committees, there's internal affairs, we can go on and on, but it's not just you go to a council meeting once every other week. Oh, I know. There's at least three or four meetings a week. Yep. It's crazy, but so, I love it. Here's a question for Brianna. Brianna, do you think that Ian ever goes on vacation? I don't think so. Not not right now, anyway. No, I don't. Not now, but... Uh, <laughs> I, I, I got to slow down sometimes, though, right? Yeah, and you got to remember also, I'm going to give you some unsolicited advice today. The most important thing in your life is your family. That's correct. And the city comes second and the chamber comes second. That's correct. Uh, yep. But your family is most important. We tell people that all the time on the radio. You know, you're in a position where you can help protect the family. What we do here and you protect every person living in the city. And that's what we do here. We help protect families. Right. No, I agree. A great man once told me, um, God and family come first. The city gets whatever's left. Mm. So we've got just a couple more minutes. We've actually got about a minute and a half before we're going to sign off today. Um, I would like to say a very special thank you to Brianna Wood. Um, She was a little nervous about being here today. We're going to have more script for you next time to talk about. (laughs) But a very special thank you to Counselor-at-Large Ian Abreu. Uh, also uh, works uh, very tirelessly for the uh, One South Coast Chamber, our Chamber of Commerce. Uh, great resource on both sides. Uh, you're very knowledgeable, Ian. We we thank you very much for what you do. And do you have an election this year? I do not. Uh, municipal elections are the uh, the odd years. Okay. State elections are the eve, even years. So I'm not on the ballot this fall. I'll be on the ballot in 2021. So, ladies and gentlemen, if you want to. Um, help Ian in his campaign if you want to vote for him. Um, His cell phone number is 508-496-4335. He's a tireless, dedicated worker and uh, give him your vote and give him your support always. I appreciate that, Ray. Thank you very much. And Ian, uh, thank you for being here. Brianna, thank you for being here. Thank you. Thank you for listening, ladies and gentlemen. I hope you learned some things today. We'll talk to you next week on the radio.